welcome, I'm Joe. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for Stage Door. We have a fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the Curtain. Giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. We're snooping around backstage to bring you the news and the gossip. Then, of course, we'll highlight our pick of the week. You can join us and take part in Name That Show. Where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. Then there's our quick quiz where Joe asks five rapid-fire questions and I bleat for your health. <laughs> uh, later on the show, don't miss Out of the Vaults, where we introduce you to a show that you might not have heard of. Then don't miss part two of our Spotlight interview with Chris Shawnee. Absolutely. And that's all coming before midday here on Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Well, here we are again, Roddy. It is fun live, but it is also quite hectic. I, I find like myself it. running around. I mean, thank you for the star coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're back, and thank you for this weekend. We had a lovely time in Pub in the Park. Oh, didn't we? It's so fun. I mean, the people who come are incredible, really. I mean, we watched Russell Brown pop up on stage. Yes. We had a good dance. We, if I'm honest, oh. got the dancing going to Heather Small. Yep, I agree, absolutely. I mean, also, I noticed both you and I love the backing vocals to some of the tracks. Yes, yes. That we were doing a great little side We were step, little, Yeah, <laughs> we should have been up there. We could have. We could have been up there, Roddy. And your singing is just fab, oh, by the so. way. Ooh. Oh, I'll take that. That's high yeah, praise. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was really I'll good. I'll pop that on my spotlight. Okay. Uh, which is, for <laughs> those said. of you who are wondering what spotlight <laughs> is, it's the sort of online version of your CV for actors, where yeah. um, adverts get posted for new jobs to agents, not to me. <laughs> yes, it was huge fun. We it enjoyed Craig David. Loved Craig David. I stayed for one longer than you and danced a little bit you longer. You did, you uh, did. Whether or not there was white wine involved, I can't release. No, but it was a, such a great night and everybody and I loved the whole weekend. And, of course, we were doing children's theatre. We were. Yeah, the German I wasn't theater. involved with the dance party, which I think is probably safest for all concerned. <laughs> but we did have a lovely time doing Elves and the Shoemaker. Yeah, the Shoemakers. Elves and the Shoemaker. Elves and the Shoemakers. Shoemakers, because oh. that's their name. You added remember? an S on. Yeah, it's oh, always right. been there. All oh, right, sorry. Read, read the script. <laughs> I only looked at it a few seconds earlier. Well, do you remember you say Shoemaker by... Name, Shoemaker by Nature... No, Shoemaker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank listen, goodness it's over. <laughs> listen, it was a half-hour show. I learned it at speed. And, and you did I, great. And everyone was like, well, of course you know it, because you did it nine years ago. I was like, yes, you've, I've forgotten it again. Yeah. I've had to relearn it. I can't remember something I did yesterday, and let alone nine as well, ago. so it's a different... Shoemaker by name, Shoemaker by trade. You won't find another shoe better made. made. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There we go. Shoemaker <laughs> by nature. You won't find another shoe better made. Yeah, it doesn't work, does it? <laughs> yeah, leave the writing to me. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's do Name That Show. Name That Show. Oh. I mean, we can't just keep humming it because otherwise we're going to give it away. It's such a good song. I absolutely love it. It is. So what's Name That Show, Joe? What do people have to do? Well, if you think you've got that already... Email in to joe at river.radio or roddy at river.radio or even studio at river.radio and tell us what you think the, the show is that has that 
I'm going to give you... Should I give a clue? No, maybe a bit later. Maybe give the clue later, yeah. All right, so, so that's... Get, can we do one more time? Do you want just one more time? One, you yeah. get three clips throughout the hour. Yeah. And actually, I think it's harder to... I don't know the name of the song, but oh, I definitely know the name the of the show. show. Absolutely. So it's the show we're after. Here it is again. Yeah, I love that percussion coming in. And if everybody could see Roddy and his moves right now with that percussion. <laughs> I am very much running on fumes at this point. You're doing so. great. Yeah. Just, just grab that tea. and you'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you very much for the tea. Yeah, so email in and tell us what show you think that is from. Now, we have a leaderboard here and I would love you to get in on the first clue if you can manage it. Yeah, it's very much like the sort of house points board. Oh, we've got Has one in. Come in. Yes. Oh, Jessie McCauley. Yes. She's landed it already. It? Yes. Very good. Top work. So impressed. <laughs> right. Well, you um, can ask her for the rest of the words from uh, Elves and the Shoemakers that I clearly <laughs> don't know. <laughs> right. Lift that curtain. We're not lifting the curtain. We're no, we're who doing are Who you? Are You? Oh, yeah. darling, take another sip. Yeah, another sip of tea. You do the talking. <laughs> uh, who are you? Uh, a little bit about Roddy and myself. We've both been in the industry for or sort of separate in- industries and kind of overlapping a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, I'm old enough to be your mother. But besides that, <laughs> um, only just, only just. Um, <laughs> oh, me... sorry, was that my line? Yes. Only, ju- only just? Yeah. Oh, really? No, Joe. Yeah, thank you. No thank one you. would believe it. <laughs> anyway, um, so today we're going to talk about, I thought we could talk about um, when you've been in a situation where you have to think on your feet really in super quickly. Yeah. It's my favourite time actually on stage is, is, fix, is fixing things. So mm. um, without throwing anyone under the bus uh, mm-hmm. during Pub in the Park, there was oh. a moment where <laughs> I, I came on stage and was like, I don't have a chair. So I'm going to have yes. to find a moment to go and get a chair. Yes. And I love that when you've got to try, like now is the best time to do it because I don't speak. I've got time in this moment to go and get it. I'll get it now. And what's great is your, your brain goes so quick, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I love it. It's the adrenaline kick. Because actually, particularly in a long run, um, you you develop a sort of routine of what you're saying. And some people think that that means that it's harder to create spontaneity on stage. Mm. Because actually, if you're doing a, a show for 80, 90, you know, hundreds of performances... The freshness actually is easier, weirdly, once you've gone through the pain barrier of having done it a lot. Mm. So younger actors sometimes, younger performers sometimes say, oh, no, I find it hard to keep it fresh after 10 shows. <laughs> and I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. But actually, it's not settled yet at 10. You've got to go through 40. Yeah. And at that point, you go into your brain is so comfortable with the words that you've got the headspace to deal with anything. And I love that. I love jumping in and out, fixing things like the kids shouting out. It was elves. It was elves. And you're like, we have got time to to, to sit with this, absolutely. to dwell with it and accept the kids, accept the offer can of I, them shouting out. Can I just tell you something I really loved in that, yeah. just a little sideline, is um, obviously your character, you know, needs some help, some divine intervention. And you close your eyes and, and wish something happened, doesn't work. And then, you know, you cross your fingers and close your eyes. Well, a bit later on, I don't know if you remember this, but a bit later on, I started adding in. Oh, I noticed. In the sort of... Voiceovers. Voice Joe was doing live voiceovers, I and was. Uh, we were all very impressed backstage that they were extending and building, adding information as you layered in some extra I little did. tidbits. Yeah. I did. Um, but anyway, so I thought, oh, well, we need the elves back in. 
um, and I said, you know, kids, close your eyes and, you know, uh, cross your fingers and see. And it's just so lovely to see young children completely going, yes, I'll do this for yeah. you, you know, and just being involved. I just love it. And believing in the magic of it. I mean, the, yeah. the most extraordinary thing that happened to a friend of mine in Southampton at the Nuffield Theatre was during their Christmas show, the curtain went out and this six-year-old went, oh, it's in 3D. Oh, and your heart can't help but go out because you realise that the child's only ever seen a screen, a flat sort of performance that isn't live. And so the joy of delivering theatre to new people, new audiences, mm. is overwhelming. And the, particularly after the couple of years we've had, I'm conscious that a lot of those kids in the audience had never watched anything well, live. funnily enough, doing Pub in the Park and doing the children's theatre that we did reminded me of when we were in... Uh, the arts theatre with the lazy elf that you were in. Um, That's how we met. Uh, And Simon Callow, the amazing actor Simon Callow, was sitting, because we were sharing, he was on in the night and we were on the daytime. And he was sitting, I don't know if you remember, at the back of the stairs going down onto the stage. And he watched one of the performances and came up and said... Thank you so much for investing in the future of the West End. Oh, yes. I'd forgotten that because it was ten years ago. But, yeah, I do remember. But I remembered it watching... Yeah. It, having a break and then watching these kids be involved. And yeah. they were and it wasn't just the kids, the you know, the adults had their mouths open going, oh, what's gonna happen? And of course the fabulous water pistol oh, guaranteed can't fail to engage an audience <laughs> than by soaking them. Absolutely. Yeah, and chucking pieces of paper at them. Yes, it was really lovely that I, I said that to some of the guys backstage actually, that this is the new audience. This is the audience of the future. I love Shakespeare, but they're not going to go and watch Shakespeare if they haven't started to like live shows. Absolutely. You can hook, them, hook them early. Not Absolutely. because it's some kind of secret club that you need to get them mm. into, because it's uplifting, because it's heartwarming, because we experience our lives in an artificial sense, in a fictional sense, mm. and can enjoy all the different twists and turns and feel empathy through theatre. Thinking on your feet, just really yeah. quickly, I just wanted to um, say it from my perspective. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, but n- not from me personally. I mean, I've had to do loads of stuff like that. But I love um, really investing in the students and up-and-coming performers yeah. to believe in themselves, to think on their feet. And there was a great example of that when we did the Alfresco Theatre back in July when, you know, there were so many people not being able to perform at the last minute because of COVID. And all of a sudden, the kids themselves, the teenagers, are going, right, let's sort this out, let's make a decision, let's yeah. re-choreograph, let's do everything. And I just think, you know, that's such a fantastic skill, isn't it? Yeah. But I often have to think on my feet when I need to buy a prop or build a prop or something and walk around B&Q or other hardware stores <laughs> and kind of think, okay, what can I do? Where can I turn this into that, this and everything else? And I do, lo- I do love having to think creatively. I love that. how at the end of a rehearsal, Jo will just sit there, get out her phone. I mean, other people have commented on how quick you are to bring out your phone and tap, 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 tap. Yeah. And it's like, oh, um, we need this, we need this. And suddenly it's arrived. I mean, are you single-handedly keeping Amazon afloat? Well... <laughs> Other places as well. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> but, next day delivery, bang, it's arrived, bang, it's arrived. Yeah, but you've got to be on it, you've got to be quick, but also I am ageing. <laughs> <laughs> so if I don't do these things straight away... Do it now, otherwise it won't happen. Absolutely. I mentioned lifting the curtain earlier. Yes, Roddy, we've got some... Stuff to talk about. Yeah, rifling through the curtain Absolutely. backstage. What is there? But I thought I might tell you that I went and saw Bedknobs and Broomsticks in Woking. Did you? On Tuesday night. Great. Yes, and it was really beautiful. 
Good. Loved hearing a gorgeous orchestra with, yes. you know, proper violins and, yeah. you know, like all the beautiful things in that. That was really gorgeous. And the other thing that really struck me was the um, the singing as far as it sounding quite choral and beautiful and m- mystical with the voices. That nice. was really beautiful. Um, but it was just one of those classic musicals i feel like we you know we've had lots of modern stuff coming out lately but this has gone back to classic musical yeah beautiful who composed it putting you on the spot do you know who wrote the music to bed knobs um, i know that the person who wrote it was there at rehearsals oh really yes because they were adapting it we're gonna have to play some of this in the next couple of weeks i I know because it's in woking till saturday i presume it is to the end of the week it is yeah very good um yeah some fabulous performances as well um diane pilkington plays the lead um, and she was just beautiful, just beautiful. Oh, good. Yeah. I went to see Absurd Person Singular in Winchester last night, which is currently on a UK tour, um, and I really enjoyed it. It's an uh, Alan Akebourne play. There are parts of it which is very interesting to clock an audience reaction because it was written in the 70s. Some of it is very much set in the 70s and lampooning attitudes of the time. But when you watch it now, the irony of it having been lampooned then is slightly lost because I can clock that an audience feels a bit uncomfortable with some of the sex some of the references to domestic so violence. So what do they do? Um, d- they don't laugh, and it's supposed to be a comedy, but of course it's Aitborn, so it's comedy tinged with an underlying point. Um, but it's very interesting what works and what doesn't, and I felt sorry a couple of times for actors t- having to sell something that is out of its time. Um, it'll come full circle, I think, probably take another 20 years for us to clock exactly its value, but it was great fun. The performers did brilliantly. Um, small set, uh, small cast, tight comedy, well worth well worth watching. What else is going Good. on? Well, I want to answer your oh, question yes. now. Oh, yes, thanks very much. The, Who composed Bedknobs and Broomsticks, please? The Sherman Brothers. The Sherman is Brothers, it? yeah. So they, of course, have done uh, Mary Poppins, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and so on. So, yeah, there we go. No wonder, because we were saying this before, that we thought it was probably inspired by the success of Poppins. Let's do another one. What should we do? Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah, and it does really have that, that feel. It's it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And the underwater scene um, was so clever and so gorgeous. Uh, I don't want to give much away, but it was really, really lovely. And uh, that iconic Disney sound, which Mm. I associate so much with Alan Menken, of course, is inspired by By the Sherman Sherman Brothers. Brothers, Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. um, The Kenton has got their panto launching soon. We really need to get someone down there from River Radio. I'm not free the day they launch, but we should send, maybe the breakfast show should go down there. Right. Dress up as the dame. Uh, it'd be huge <laughs> fun. And we mentioned uh, Soul Kind of Wonderful last week, which is um, was on, on Saturday at the Kenton. And if you like that kind of soul music at Motown, then Love Rain at the Young Vic. Wow. Um, if you like Soulful Houses on, it's a sort of love letter to friendship. So I can mm. recommend that. Also, locally, uh, some other stuff that's going on. Now, do you remember, I think it was last week I mentioned Brief Encounter, Emma Rice? Yeah. yeah. So they've now launched uh, the casting. Has just been announced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's obviously another Noel Howard play at the Watermill. Um, Laura, Lake, Adibis, Oliver, Aston, Charles, Angiana. Angiana? Angiana? I don't know. I don't like mispronouncing names. No, but I know. It's always I frustrating, but when it's just awesome written, anyway. 
but when it's written down, you're so scared. I know. Um, and I think we ought to release international phonetic alphabet symbols with oh, names please. just to help everyone. Yeah. Um, and it's the story of Laura and Alec who have a chance meeting in a train station tea room. And that's from the 14th of October. But, you know, it's going to be fabulous. Uh, and of course, it's MRI, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Also, Reading Rep Theatre. Oh, hello. Yes. Have just announced their reborn season. And this marks the opening of Reading's new cultural arts hub following the two year campaign raising over a million pounds to build the state-of-the-art performance space. And they are starting with Dorian. Ah. Yeah, 13th of October to the 7th of November. Um, Dorian Grace sells his soul for eternal beauty, etc., yeah. etc. Um, and it stars Andro... Here we go. Here's another one oh, yeah. already. So Andro <laughs> Cowperthwaite. That's not too bad. Yeah, no. As Dorian. Very nice. So uh, get along to Reading uh, Rep Theatre there. I think that would be really great to support this new venture. Absolutely, right in the middle of the Thames Valley, which of course we're broadcasting to. Reading stretching right the way through to, to I can't see the edge Windsor. of that map. Through to Windsor, is that on the other end of yeah. that map? Um, yes, the, uh, if they don't do re, re, re on the poster, I'll be really annoyed. Reading, rep, reborn. The re's there are just shouting yeah. out to be played on in the visuals. Well, let's hope. Um, and Dorian Gray, such a great story. Yeah, and should be Oscar good. Wilde obviously unfortunately died after being incarcerated in Reading Jail, so it's a story spun nice. from not too far away. Yeah. Uh, how's your picture in the attic doing? My picture in the attic? Yeah. Do you know the story of Dorian Gray? Um. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it uh, a little bit later on. Okay. Yeah, it's the idea that you have eternal beauty because you've got a, a picture of you in the attic that's ageing. Uh, my picture, unfortunately, got broken on the stairs, so uh, I'm unfortunately not very handsome. What? 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 What is going on? You've looked at a pa- piece of paper, you've come back to me. And... You're not very handsome. What's going on? Aging, dis- aging badly. Putting yourself down, Roderick. Well, oh, hello. <laughs> Full name. I'll sit quietly. Do you want some more? Yes, please. Okay. So, Sunset Boulevard is uh, coming in concert. Now, it's one of my favourite Andrew probably my favourite Andrew Lloyd Webber piece. Um, and it's coming to the Royal Albert Hall for a concert version on December the 3rd, which, once again, I'm into buying Christmas presents like this. Are you? Nice little gift. Who knew you yeah. liked Christmas? Mm. Um, First mention, actually, 23rd of September. This is very restrained. No, of you. I've already done it. <laughs> I've already oh, mentioned it 40-piece orchestra, which is going to be stunning. Uh, Maz Murray uh, stars as Norma Desmond. And we have Raymond Karam. Car- Caramelou, Zizi Ramin Stralin. Yeah. Thank you. You know who that is. Great. Yeah. Z- big West End. Big West End. Oh, they star. all are. They all are. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not good at the pronunciation. Zizi Stralin, uh, Jeremy Second. Second. Seacom. Seacom. That's it, Jeremy yeah. Seacom. Uh, tickets for that is on sale tomorrow. Uh, that's Sunset Boulevard concert at the Royal Albert Hall, December 3rd, which would be gorgeous. Um, now, Blythe Spirit, which yes. is obviously in the West End at the Harold Pinter Theatre. Um, Noel Coward, yet again. Did you know he wrote that in six days? No. Yeah, yeah. He wrote quite a few of his very quickly, actually. The flow came. Yeah, yeah. just great. And they're so good to learn and perform because the flow is is innate. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's a fast, full of laughs and, you know, incredible talent on stage, starring Jennifer Saunders, five-star reviews. You know, go and have some fun. Go and have yeah. a laugh. I think She's I'm, perfect casting for that. Yeah, I'm going to go and see it myself. Speaking of the West End, Moulin Rouge has moved into town. It and has. speaking of Moulin Rouge... Sister flows, sister, sister flows. Sister. 
such a funky song. It I is. love Moulin Rouge. But it's it's this is the opening, so it's like about seven or eight minutes long. So oh, let's right. just go a little bit further down and hear some of that. The rats of the Latin Quarter, the starving artists and thieves of Montmartre, our own beloved Bohemians. Watch out! You might get what you're after. Rouge, baby. Strange, but not a stranger. song this is river radio you can listen on our website river.radio on our mobile app for apple and android just search for river radio live you can even tell alexa to play river radio live we're in the middle of lifting the curtain what else is going on joe well uh the playground theater from the 10th of november uh is a merchant in venice but it's a brand new production an all-new modern-day adaptation. Hello. Yeah. Uh, starring Mary Chancer, Alexander Knox, John McAndrew, Lena Robin, and Peter Tate and Alex Wilson. Uh, so that's at the Playground Theatre. I just think anything that's interesting, new. It's directed by Bill Alexander. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Wow. So, that's good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where, whereabouts is the Playground Theatre? The Playground Theatre is... Um, in a theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Good riffing. No one noticed. Um, is it on the Latimer Road Industrial Estate in London? It could be that one, yes. Yeah, looks like it. Just, yeah. uh, just a hasty Google here. Right, so yeah, West London, Notting Hill. Oh, fantastic. That's easy. Great, yeah. yeah I mean, dreamy for my old flat. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> but I thought you might enjoy it because, you know, you love Shakespeare. I and love do you feel that when people do modern adaptations that... Yeah, that how modern it's gone. Like, okay. I'm not bothered by modern costume, not bo- bothered by modern interpretation. If you've changed all the text to be modern, why am I bothering? Absolutely. Because no, he didn't I get write that. most of the stories. He's, he's nicked them. So I'd rather hear the text or just do something new. Yeah, no, I get that. But I, get I haven't that. seen it yet. It might be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So that's from the 10th of November. Fantastic. What else is going on? Well, Panto Land is... Panto is warming up, can I tell you. Theatres, having missed it almost across the board last year, theatres are ecstatic and um, breathing a huge sigh of relief that theatre is back and that Panto is back. And... Because although it's a cultural icon in this country, it's also a massive financial cash cow for theatres. Oh, of course, and it, it gives them most of their money to yeah. keep running throughout the it's rest of the year. It's extraordinary. If you look at the balance sheet, without Panto, they go under, which is why last year they were ringing alarm bells, quite rightfully. But yes, Panto's back, and of course the most famous of them all is probably the Palladium. And they're doing Panto Land, uh, which is an idea that a friend of mine had a few years ago, which is where you smash bits of Panto together because it's the best way, essentially, to create a variety show. So they've got Donny Osmond, Julian Clary, Nigel Havers, Gary Wilmot, and hopefully some women as well. Uh, That's from December to January at the London Palladium. Have you ever been to the Wilton's Music Hall, Joe? No, but you have told me about it. You need to go. It's the most stunning building. It dates back to the 1690s, so 100 years post-Shakespeare. Yeah, you have spoken about it here. It's got a Venetian sort of cracked grandeur to it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. Because you've told me about it in one of our very first... River Radio programs. I don't programs. remember that. It's twenty. We're on show twenty-eight. How am I supposed to remember? <laughs> I can't remember what I had for dinner last night. Um, but yes, I mean, it opened as a music hall in eighteen fifty-nine. It's the it's the oldest grand music hall in the world today. Uh, it got reopened in twenty fifteen. If you get a chance to go, please do. I mean, at the minute there's um, Cabildo. I think is probably what it's called, Cabildo, uh, which is an Amy Beach nineteen thirty-two opera with Creole influences, uh, which was first performed after her death. So you might be able to catch that. And other things opening up, talking about Panto coming back, the Wilton's opening up, Broadway's back. Now, I we know. sometimes like to glance across the pond, and this was a week ago, actually, but a few shows have tentatively taken their steps blinking into the sun yep. uh, and have reopened, which is exciting as we feel like normality's returning. Absolutely. I mean, I saw um, a little clip from Little Shop of Horrors with Jeremy Jordan and everything, and that was on... It started before the pandemic and now that's back. So that looks really good. Yeah, in many cases, it feels like the sort of next chapter, the bookend of those poor shows that started and got hoiked off stage. Right, time for our pick of the week. Did you see the press photography of Back to the Future returning? Yeah. So having opened in Manchester originally, it's... Uh, taken its tentative steps back to reopening and is now in the West End. Uh, I've got a couple of friends working on it. I'm super excited to go and see it. I haven't been yet. We should do a, a, a River Radio trip, a stage door uh, outing. Yeah. Um, it's had its press night at the Adelphi on London Strand. Um, the, it was absolutely scattered with DeLoreans. I saw photographs across social media of people posing with uh, a DeLorean. I was like, how have they all managed to get this photo? They had about eight DeLoreans, presumably all the remaining DeLoreans uh, and probably almost all of them towed in on trucks because they don't really move Um, but it's got a lot of really exciting things uh, going on about it Variety gave it a lovely review 
The Guardian was kind, The Independent was a bit uncertain, and The Times was mean. But essentially, I am going to go because I'm so excited to hear that. You've been waiting for ages. Scratching at the walls to get in there. Um, Roger Barton and Ollie Dobson play the roles of Dr. Emmett Brown and Marty McFly, respectively. Hugh Coles is George, Rosanna Highland as Lorraine, and Cedric Neal as Major Goldie Wilson. Oh, Cedric. Yeah, so sweet. And Aidan Cutler as Biff. Um, We've got to go. It's so much fun. Fun. If you've never seen Back to the Future, the film, get involved. What's happening if I, somebody hasn't seen? I asked some 17-year-old students this week who knows Back to the Future, and no. they all put their hand up. No, oh, they good. all put their hand up. I was like, okay, great. Because I love it, but you know when you're like, is this? Is it just me that loves this? We're going to have to go. It's definitely deserving of our pick of the week. Here's a little clip of The Power of Love, which, of course, is the iconic song mm, uh, that Marty Huey plays on his, new, on his knees on his news. <laughs> <laughs> guitar going on here in the River Radio studio. Don't tell people! <laughs> Give it away. Such a cool song. Right, let's jump back into Name That Show. Name That Show Sunday nights We'd sink into our seats right as they dimmed out all the lights A technicolor world made out of music and machine It called me to be on that screen 
uncharacteristically generously long clip. I know. I felt like we needed the whole phrase. Okay, yeah. I see. And it is beautiful. Couldn't bear to cut it off. It is. I love that little Glock or xylophone that creeps in at the end of it as well. Yeah. No, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. How do people play Name That Show, please? Name That Show. That's the second clip. If you know what it comes from, email in joe at river.radio or roddy at river.radio. We've got one more little example if you just need a little bit more help a and bit later it, on the is show. Is it Clue O'Clock? It's Clue O'Clock. Is it Clue um, O'Clock? If you've remembered okay, your clue? Yes, no, I have remembered my clue. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> it is at the beginning of the show, this number. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. At the beginning Opening. of the show. And we shot. already have had somebody off the first example get it right. Yeah. Well done, Jesse. You're on the top of the leaderboard Ten today. points to Gryffindor. Absolutely. Uh, so email in if you know what it is. Here it is again. Summer Sunday nights, we sink into our seats right as they dimmed out all the lights. A technicolor world made out of music and sheen. It called me to be on that screen. There we go. So if you know what that is, email in joe at roddy at studio at. We'll take all comers. And <laughs> speaking of emailing in, please help me with the quiz. enormous relief to me that you can hum all the jingles which joe is doing merrily today i mean one of them is you anyway but if the laptop were to go down you're in charge you okay. you're gonna hum the entire oh. show i think we should do that anyway i think we should do an do acapella you? show do you? yeah where you sing a number i'll sing a number as the songs might be quite hectic i remember when we had kayla carter in she sang the uh, name that show very it's, good yeah, yeah you harmonized yeah okay so you ready yep Ready for the quiz? Yeah. No, but yeah. Yeah, no, you'll be fine. Um, so I thought today, last yeah. week we did. Here we go. <laughs> Always dangerous. Last week we did. What's the next line? Yeah. Uh, is this going to be the endings? No, this okay. is who wrote the music. <laughs> right, not a chance. But I've chosen. No, no, I've chosen really well-known stuff. Have you? Okay? Brilliant. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to look even more. And on because for not knowing. it's only you, just have to name, you know, the the composer. I, I'm doing ten. Ten quick ones. Oh, brilliant. All right? Yeah, great. Okay, so pen and paper, here we go. Yeah, the first one, who wrote the music to, number one, Kinky Boots. Pass. You'll know it. You'll no, know I it. won't. You will. No, I won't. Two, South Pacific. No, no, pass. Three, Bat Out of Hell. Oh, yeah, okay, I can do mm, music. Ooh, yes, okay, yeah. Yep. Four, Dear Evan Hansen. No, pass. You, you do know I these. I really do. You're just saying no. No, I you might are. have heard of them, but it doesn't mean I'm going to... I like songs, and then people yeah. are like, oh, do you like that such and such? And I'm like, never heard of it. And then they play it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know it now. Yeah. I know what it sounds like. I don't know any of the words or who wrote it. Well, there are plenty of stagey people listening to this radio station. Please. So they please <laughs> will be able to bow you out. For all that's holy. Anyway, four was Dear Evan Hansen. Number five, no. Fiddler on the Roof. No. Okay. That's the one I think most people wouldn't know. Okay. All right. Great. So I'm that, in that good company for feeling like a Wally. Yeah. Six bed knobs and broomsticks. Uh, we've, we've discussed we've done that, that today. You told me. <laughs> How on earth did you have to look that up if you know the answer to this? <laughs> Seven. Uh, Aladdin. Uh, you know that one? Yeah, I will do. Hang on. Uh, you yes, do? yes, yes, yes. Okay. Eight. Oliver. Yep. Nine. Wicked. Mmm. Yes, if I really try hard. Yes, got it. Ten, Lion King. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I'm going to go through them just one more time. Okay. So I who wrote the music 50%. for Kinky Boots, South Pacific, Bad Out of Hell, Dear Evan Hansen, 
Fiddler on the Roof, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, Aladdin, Oliver, Wicked, and The Lion King. Fantastic. Please, please help me. Roddy at River.Radio. If you know any of those, please tell me. Because there ain't nothing I can do to get those right without your help. Ain't nothing. Hello, Link. You're dog and baby I'm not tired You're a drug that kind of gets me wired mm-hmm. I should say goodnight but you got me all inspired There ain't nothing but a kiss that sets a girl on fire A simple So cool. Yeah. What a voice. I know. And she was at Pub in the Park. Yeah. Broadcasting across the Thames. Beautiful. I know. Fabulous. And that's from the musical Memphis. So I'm not asking you who wrote that one. No. Okay. Thanks very much. Time's up. Oh, I don't always sing it. No. I have to keep you on your toes. Oh, now, okay. um, I've been absolutely hung out to dry. I've had zero assistance, which either means that everyone else is cowering behind their radios, unsure of the answers, or they just don't like me. Yeah, it could be that. It I could reckon be it's probably the latter. <laughs> All right, so who wrote the music to these musicals? Mm-hmm. Number one, Kinky Boots. No idea. Cindy Lauper. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. Two, South Pacific. Hammerstein? Uh, Richard Rogers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bat Out of Hell. That is Jim Steinman. Yep, and Meatloaf, yep. Yeah. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Don't know. Pasek and Hang on, I got one right and I've got a new sound effect. <laughs> okay, very good, yeah. very good. <laughs> Pasek uh, and Paul wrote Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, uh, yes, I have it there, the, one of the two big songwriting partnerships. Yeah, the minute, aren't they? Greatest Showman, everything, yeah. Um, Fiddler on the Roof. Now, this is... I should know this, but I can't I'm, I'm going to admit I didn't know this one, but oh. it's, such, it's such an iconic play and musical that and the tunes Yeah, that's actually unfair that we don't know who it was. And it was? Jerry Bock. Oh, 
Okay, I was expecting I mean? to know the name and be like, no. oh, I've, what a wallet. But we should know that Jerry Buck wrote that. Yeah. Good on you, Jerry. That was yeah. brilliant. Uh, bed knobs and broomsticks. Uh, you told me this, Sherman Brothers. Yes. Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin will be, uh, he was the one I was talking about earlier, Alan Menken. Yes. Yes. You love that, don't you? Yeah, I'm so pleased. Um, Oliver? You said we should have it. I went looking for it. Okay. Ask and you shall receive. Right. Oliver, Oliver Lionel Bart. Yes. Yeah. Great few. Of course. Wicked. Uh, is um, Stephen Schwartz. Correct. And Lion King. Is Elton John. Very good. Yes. Seven. Oh, oh. Yeah, thanks That's very much. Yeah, cheers. Awesome. Oh, no, I'm not playing that. Oh, I've got applause done, somewhere. I can't Was find it. Was my applause not enough? <laughs> no, I needed. I wanted a huge crowd. Sorry, it's Elvis applauding me. Right, let's bring you and Elvis into the vault. Okay. Well, I wonder what it's going to be today. Yeah. Oh, just squeeze in. Yeah. I've got no idea what it is, so I hope you've uh, got your Rolodex. Okay. Right. Just. Oh, oh, squeeze in. Yeah. Ten pounds lockdown weight here is uh, causing a little bit of little bit of difficulty in this lobby. Through the Rolodex, C. C. C for? Carmen. Mm. Yeah, we're going to talk about Carmen today. So, obviously, Carmen started out as an operatic kind much. of... Yeah, I was going to say opera is the first yeah, word that yeah. springs to but, mind. But there's other things that have happened since that. Great. So, Carmen was written by Bizet and yes. is very dramatic and passionate. And, you know, it's got all the fantastic music in it. Um, it's the story of Carmen and her fellow cigarette factory workers. Um, they're coming out at the end of the day. Local young men surround them and start to flirt. But Carmen explains her heart can't be tied down. Um, and there's that famous song that we're going to play in a minute um, that comes at that point. Tease. And when she's arrested for attacking another woman with a knife, um, she ends up seducing Don Jose to escape. And the pair become lovers and Don Jose ends up running away from the army to be with Carmen. She's so mesmerising. This is the thing, right? She's, she's just got that... Oh, uh, siren quality. Yeah, oh, completely, completely. Yep. Two months later, Carmen is tired of Don Jose and has turned her attention to the bullfighter Escamillo. And is Toreador from Carmen? Uh, yes. Ah. And in a fit of jealousy, Don Jose follows Carmen to the amphitheatre where the bullfighters are about to perform and stabs her. And she dies. Lovely, thank you. And she dies in the arms. Oh, that was shut up. <laughs> of Escamillo. So anyway, what I wanted to flag, I mean, besides some of the... Um, Content, um, great songs. Music, yes, exactly. Was um, just a bit of... Gossip, really. Bizet died just three months after oh. writing this at the age of 36. It's amazing how many iconic pieces of work occur really late on in somebody's life. Like Mozart's Requiem is probably one of my favourite pieces mm. of his music. And obviously it's a Requiem, so he's mm. writing it as he was dying. But it's so... There's an added poignancy, and I think as humans we layer that on. Well, what's interesting is that he wrote a letter to a friend and he said that he felt that he'd written something greater than all of his other works. Wow. Right? And he said, absolute certainty of having found my path. And then so it was really sad that uh-huh. it's a bit like uh, Jonathan Larson, that you know, he didn't really get a chance to... Because um, it wasn't as successful when it was first performed, oh. but obviously uh, later it did. And he never knew that the scandalous opera about this young Spanish woman would go on to become one of the best-known uh, pieces of music. Wow. Now, of course, then it went to a musical called Carmen Jones okay. with... Oscar um, Hammerstein and 
Oh, funny, I should have mentioned him <laughs> earlier, incorrectly. Uh, yeah, um, right, right, music for that. And then Matthew Bourne did The Calm Men. Ah. Um, same same thing, So, uh, but more dance-oriented. So there's fabulous bits, but this is uh, That's Love from the musical version by Oscars and Hammerstein. I won't pick out a man And he won't pick out me It don't go that way You can't ever know Crazy heart wants to go. Love's a baby that grows up wild, and he don't do what you want him to. Loving nobody's angel child, and he won't pay any mind to you. One man gives me his diamond stud, and I give him a cigarette one man treats me like I was mud and all I got that man can get But if you're hard to get a go for you, and if I do, then you are through, boy. My baby, that's the end of you. So take your cue, boy. Don't say I didn't tell you true. I told you truly, if I love you, that's the end of you. From a tail and goes If you listen then you'll get taught And here's your lesson for today If I chase you then you'll get caught And once I got you I go my way But if you're hard to get a go for you, and if I do, then you are through, boy. My baby, that's the end of you. The end of you. So take your cue. You're listening to River Radio online at river.radio, on Apple, Android, and Alexa. Listen again on our website. We're a podcast on Apple, Spotify now, and soon coming to DAB, river.radio. You'd never normally hear that with BZ. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow, such a powerful song. <laughs> it is, it is, it's gorgeous. But I think it's amazing, incredible, all those wonderful words, that a piece that was written back then has had two more lives Yeah. Um, because it has been so beautifully written. Mm, so thanks well for done, taking BZ. it out of the vault. Yeah. Brilliant. Always learning here at River Radio. Well, still to come, find out if you've correctly managed to name that show. But now to our Spotlight interview, which is a continuation. It is. So last week we had a few technical difficulties and we had Chris Chorney in and this is the rest of the interview. lovely Chris Chorney back here at River Radio Stage Door Programme. Now, Chris, we didn't get much done last week. So we've heard some bits about you and your career as a musical theatre writer and theatre maker, I think, was the title we decided to give you. Yep, that is right. Yep. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. So just a brief recap for those that didn't hear it last week. You trained at Guildhall School of Music and Drama. You've got a master's in musical theatre writing from Mountview. Now, as far as experience and creating shows, how many shows have you written? I've written three musicals. Okay, so let's talk about each one of them. The very first one is called... The first one I wrote was called Catch Me. Yes, and I remember seeing it above the arts theatre in London. And what year was that written? Oh, now you're testing me. I think that was 2016. Okay, how old were you then? At 25. 25. Okay, so that's pretty fantastic, isn't it? To be 25 and having a show in London that you had written from scratch, which is amazing. Uh, what was the, the subject about? What was Catch Me about? It was a show all about mental health and specifically male suicide, which I think still is the leading cause of death in young men. So yes. just kind of wanted to start a conversation about that, highlight some of those things, but not show suicide. So it's all actually about the friends and how they kind of come to terms with that grief and, hmm. and how that plays out. Okay. So it's more to do with the people around the person. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. And have you done that since? that? So yes, since the Arts Theatre, we then were lucky enough to get Arts Council funding to take the, to the Netherlands, where we worked to there for a week with some Dutch actors. It wasn't a rewritten version as such. I think one of the things, especially in the Netherlands particularly, is they have lots of large theatres and it is very right. much a smaller scale intimate show. And so like, how do you make it feel those venues? And what did you do? For that production, there was a lot more underscoring. We kind of cut up some of the songs into splice scenes, obviously made some of the moments a bit bigger, a bit more theatrical. For me, I think we, my collaborator on, on Catch Me, we kind of decided that it was maybe less suitable for bigger venues. It worked, but I think there's something really nice about Intimate theatre. Yeah, yeah. I'm 100% with you on that one. Fantastic. Okay, your second show was called? It was called Remember, Remember. Yes, and that is to do with? So that is loosely based on Guy Fawkes, hence the title. Looks at grief again, but in a way that's more personal. Also how grief interacts with the decisions we make. It's all set in a dystopian world. So it's like what happens when we react to the things we read and hear about. How it influences us. Exactly. Yeah. And where has that been performed? We were lucky enough, I think in 2018, to get some support from Theatre Royal Stratford East and Northern Farm Centre for the Arts in Maidenhead, so just down the road, where we did like a week's workshop and then got to perform it at Northern Farm, which was really fun. That's really cool. And your most recent show is called Stages. 
And that was at the vaults just before the pandemic hit. Yeah, we just snuck in, I think, the week before they shut the festival down. So we were lucky to get our show on, I think. Yeah, that was really good and really different and a lot of technical preparation required for that one. So Stages is a video game musical where the audience take control of the story and can impact how the show unfolds in real time. It looks at a family where the mother has been diagnosed with terminal cancer and you have to somehow help that family come to terms and deal with that situation. So I'm hearing a thread through all three shows, Chris, about grief and how people handle that emotional difficulty. Yes. When I was at Mountview, we had this idea of like this cornerstone of that, what kind of influences almost all the writing you do perhaps sometimes. And I think that might be one of mine. I also think there's high stakes, isn't there, in grief and high stakes in life and death and there's something about seeing that unfold that everyone can connect to whether they're young or old Mm -hmm. and and again I think that especially with music which kind of gives you permission to to grieve in a way and to and to experience those emotions which you might otherwise try and ignore or not confront I think that's why for me I think musical theatre really helps to explore that theme of grief. Mm, Interesting maybe you want to share pathways out of grief? I think so I think that's true I think it definitely there is obviously a, a catharsisism in in writing about grief as mm. well as watching and so I think that definitely probably plays into it mm. so what's next Chris what's happening it's hard to know for sure obviously because we're still somewhat coming out of the pandemic but in an ideal world and somewhat on the cards is that we will workshop stages again uh, so take it to a bigger full-length production with more choices mm more options I think it'll be a show where you don't necessarily see all the material the first time you go see it and then once we're kind of happy with that script and that layout we'll then hopefully take it to production a theatre for probably a month or so or we'll see see how it plays out so ideally you come and see it a couple of times and get different versions of the show I think so there's something very nice I think sometimes about you know even just seeing the same show twice you you take away different things and oh, so I completely. think yeah and so I think being able to do that and have potentially a whole different version of the same show and kind of comparing what was the same, what felt the same and what was, you know, radically different. Mm. Do you feel as a writer that you are getting better at writing shows as you go along? I mean, I'm sure that's an obvious answer because we all improve. But are you enjoying, I suppose, the exploration of what you're doing? I think so. I think my craft is improving. I think I'm probably quicker than I was. And I think, you know, it's all, all those things that you maybe try the first time and think well, that wasn't as good as it should be listening back a few mm. years later I think I've definitely learned how to craft things and also what appeals to me more I think knowing what I like to write and making sure that's what I write not necessarily trying to write for an audience not writing to satisfy someone else I'm a quite a firm believer in that if I'm passionate about what I'm making mm-hmm. that other people will hopefully see and share that passion and then enjoy it yeah, I mean, you're sharing your unique selling point, aren't you? You and what you're bringing to the table rather than compromising, which is important because otherwise we're just going to all create the same stuff. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Listen, Chris, thank you so much for coming back and continuing our original interview. Will you please, please tell us when you have another show up and running because we'd love to come and support you and do a review and you know, promote it here, maybe give some tickets away, all that kind of stuff, whatever we can do to support you as a local young, up-and-coming, incredible musical theatre maker. (laughs) So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. And all the very, very best with what comes up next. 
Oh, well done getting Chris back. I loved Stages. I can't wait to see its next yeah. stage of its genesis. Fantastic, yeah. Brilliant. Right, let's polish off Name That Show. Ooh, well, so if you didn't get it from the opening. Yeah, and that's everybody dancing on the cars <laughs> oh, in the hello. opening. Yeah, <laughs> massive number, big musical theatre. Come on, Joe, what gorgeous. is it? The show that it comes from is La La La. Yay! Fantastic. And Such well done, Jesse, for guessing it. Well done, Jesse. Straight away as well, off Absolutely. clip one. Yeah. Right, well, we'll play you out with a full track of Another Day of Some. But for this week, that's it from us. So join us next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more. From, from the, the stage, stage door. door. Take it.